Welcome back to session three of Dream Lords. Talk about goals. Starting with Benjamin. What's up, future me? Listening to this? He says, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me? <laughs> uh, all right. Obtain a magical item. Greedy, greedy. Convince the party that I am a powerful mage. Uh, uh, I guess I'll let that one stand. Save my own skin. Hmm, I feel like that's too broad. Like if you, save if you my had, own. If you had a specific thing to save your skin from, maybe, but. Like maybe try and okay. directly tie it more to your current quest, like discover what's causing the tree's ailment, or explore the entire crypt beneath the glass tree. How about save my own skin while getting full credit? I don't think that changes the broadness of it. <laughs> <laughs> At all. I'm fine with the other two. Your belief is the search for powerful artifacts sometimes put those around me at risk, and that's a chance I'm willing to take. Yeah, I like that. I would maybe re just rephrase it to... Save my own skin. Yeah. Um, searching for powerful artifacts is more important than the well-being of those around me. Like, so it's more of a statement. I mean, I, it's good as it is, but... Alright, so... Well, it says that. That's the that's 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 what it is. I don't know. I might just roll with two. I don't have a good one to replace. Save my own skin, uh, or um, like ooh, I, maybe. I mean, like I said, you have a, like it's always if someone gives you a quest, it's always good just to like make the quest your goal. You guys know you're gonna do that, and it's also one of your obviously your primary drives at the time. I feel like y'all as a group don't do that as much as some of my previous groups. Like a character is giving you a pretty obvious quest here. Makes sense that would be one of your goals. But do what you want. Do what you do what your character would do. Okay, so how about I ch change that one to provide a scientific reason for what's occurring with the tree? Yeah, sure. Or it could even just be find an explanation. Doesn't have to be yep. that. Well, I th I want to find a reason, not find the reason. That would be very clear. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I like that better. I wrote it down. Saja, you have... Luann has been wronged and she needs me to defend her. I like that one still. I think that works. Because don't forget, you have uh, good old Lord Count Alex with you. Is that his name? Alex de Lesseps? Yeah, and I won't be calling him Ale. Yes. Or the Count. Some people call him the Count. Right. I call him X. <laughs> uh, find a solution for the tree's curse is good. I'll protect the party from the evil that lurks beneath. Um, I think that's good. I will use Alex as bait in the crypt. Uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I was going to say I will try to convince the party or I will convince the party, but I thought maybe it should be more declarative. Yeah, I was thinking maybe bait for what might be needed to make it a little more specific. Google bait. Yeah, I, I but actually I don't. I think it's fine how it is. Probably better. The whole thing, the reason we do this is, you, you know, you want to find the right level of specific versus general. I think you're you're right in the pocket there. Luann's belief, Alex wouldn't actually wish me harm. That's a good one. I like that. 
goals. I will pickpocket Alex. That one still stands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work with my team to solve the mystery around the prince's ailing royal tree. That's a good one. And I will find a way to keep Martin when this mission is cool. That's good. Andiel, Highborn are inherently better than us common folk. We must defer to their acumen at all times. Still love that. I think that's going to be fun uh, with Alex being in your party. I'll learn a secret about another party member. I'll not let a nakedly unjust act before, unfold before my very eyes. That's good. I like your number two because I think it could become come to odds with your belief at some point and then you have to choose one or the other which I think is interesting yeah 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 if you wanted to throw an easy number three in there you could just throw the prince's quest up as number three like I will discover the cause of the tree's ailment or whatever okay or, fi oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, put, or I'll fix the tree here I'll fix the tree I would, either, whatever is better for your Alvaro yeah I'll try to Alvaro it up Andy, is that your number three? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just added that. I will perform an unjust act nakedly. But nakedly. <laughs> but nakedly. Tiha, human folk are interesting, but not as interesting as they are tasty. Uh, that's a good one. Or the world is full of wonderful new things to eat and drink. <laughs> I like your first one. I think that's... Uh, sure. Goals, figure out the source of the blight that is killing the tree. Decipher the decipher more meaning behind the visions. That's a good one. Eat something foul. I don't know if eat something foul is an XP worthy goal. I don't know, we'll see. It could it could push or change the story, so I'll let it hang. Depends on how foul we're talking here. And Andy's new number three, provide a scientific reason for what's three. These all look Good to me. All right, cool. Let's jump in. I'm sorry, let me pull up my notes real quick. I really needed to do more prep today, but my fucking brother was at my house distracting me all damn day. Core? Or core. Uh, okay, let's see. like I'm always like missing a thing of notes somewhere that I can't find and I hate this feeling. My notes are too scattered for sure. Okay, let's jump into it. Uh, I think I'm ready here. Um, so we left you last as the prince confided in you uh, that he believes his beautiful glass tree uh, or his um, magical tree that grows crystals, specifically Aetherstone, is sick. He thinks that it actually might be the work of someone from the Order of Sahir, which are actually the people that gave, created, and gave him the tree originally. Um, he had mentioned 
the Grand Sahir of the city, Elmard, being one of the possible culprits, as he's one of the only people who's technically allowed to go in the crypt other than the prince's family. He also mentioned, I believe, Ilengart, who is one of the assistants of the Grand Sahir of Elmard. And remember, the Order of Sahir is just like a, a school of mages. They're generally, they're also kind of like the royally appointed school of mages in that they control all of the portals, which do run on Aetherstone, keep in mind. Aren't they the rivals of Hargrave University, too? And that as well. They're, I mean, they're not directly rivaled, but in some, in many ways, yes, they are. Partly, too, because, as we've discussed, uh, the... What are they called? Where are all the factions we made up? That's what I'm trying to find that I cannot find. I know, or think, it, the prince mentioned something about it being like a shame that he allowed like someone from the the school that uh, Benjamin was from. He was talking about Benjamin. He was saying like, "You guys can't tell anyone because he'll get in trouble for letting a Hargrave student in there." Yeah, he was referring directly to Benjamin being allowed to go in. Uh. Yeah, we made up, like, some... Together we made up some factions and stuff, and I swore I notated them in somewhere. Uh, in lore tab at the bottom? Maybe? Factions. There, there it is. That is what I was looking for. Jesus. my no I just gotta... I gotta organize my notes. So the Hargrave Council of Elders, this is why partly the university... Uh, at Hargrave is like kind of at odds with the Order of Sahir because their whole thing is policing magic use, especially of their own graduates, because they technically have no jurisdiction to police the Order of Sahir. But they're all about responsible use and controlled growth and things like that. And the Order of Sahir is more about like, let's use magic to make money and gain power and have powerful abilities, kind of a little more blase with it. So they have kind of rivaling, you know, uh, philosophies when it comes to how to learn magic and why. But the Order of Sahir doesn't stop them from being powerful and in the king's or prince's pocket, obviously. Anyway, we left you off as he sent you late at night. I'm going to say probably around midnight down into the crypts below the glass tree. After you all took a little spirit trip, had a vision, uh, thanks to Tiha's shamanism, where you saw a ghoul-like creature balled up in the roots of the tree, surrounded by crystals and other things. And who, does everyone remember who failed their saving throws? Because a few of you failed saving throws from taking the, uh, psychedelics I, knew, I did yeah I did as well and I took a, a damage off or HP off yeah. and if you failed I, you also are sorry go ahead isn't that when we I thought we said we didn't actually lose an HP because of the berry yeah yeah so you can re regain your I was HP. the I was the only one that didn't eat one though because I only had uh, five me and uh, Alex yeah Alex which, is, is so it worked out <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't so basically all of you that failed are operating as if you are unrested right now which I believe just you roll minus one on everything until you're able to take a full rest okay. That's how that works. Uh, let me just double check that. Yeah, if a character suffers, press on without resting, they suffer a penalty of minus one to attack and damage until they have rested. I'm going to go ahead and say that also applies to ability checks. In the case of being poisoned from a death trip. <laughs> 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 um, 
All right, so we left off as you descended the stairs. So let's start there. You descend a double wide stone staircase that descends into the depths of the earth between the tree roots and down into darkness. As I recall, a few of you had torches lit. I know Tiha had one, and who else had a torch lit? I think I had one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you can see pretty well and down in the dark depths of this dungeon as you descend into the, the first chamber. And um, in this first chamber, you find yourselves in like a natural cavern of sorts. Um, and of course, the kind of prevalent thing in this cavern as you enter into it is the dank, dripping wetness of it. Um, Partially from the just multitudes of water running down the tree roots that hang everywhere from the ceilings and walls. It's like a cavern, you know, enveloped in tree roots. Just like wrapped all the walls, all the floors, just tree roots coming down everywhere. And as you come down the stairs and like land on the flat, rocky stone floor of this like low ceilinged cavern... Uh, you realize you're flanked by two statues, like, welcoming you. Like, it looks like a woman in robes with, uh, like, kind of open hands reaching towards the stairs. One on either side at the bottom of the staircase. And beyond that, the dark cavern. It's a pretty big cavern. Maybe 50 feet across and double that in width. And you can see, like, a giant cavern passage exits this this room straight across from you um you can also see to your right a wooden door set into the rocky walls and then kind of in like a little finger crevice off to the left another door so there's a door to your right a door in a little crevice to your left and a big passage that you know is probably 20 feet wide leaving the room directly across from you Could I take a sample of the root? Yeah, I mean, you can just grab the closest one and hack a piece off. That's what I do. All right, yeah, you, you cut a nice wet chunk of root off. Um, and when you do, you notice that the interior of the root is, like, lined with crystalline kind of structures. Like, it's clear blue in the center as if it were the crystals were inside the root does it look like anything happens there's no reaction or anything like that a tree doesn't shudder or seem in pain or the, the statue doesn't react to him doing anything to the root nope just like any other tree uh Saja will be like be careful what you're hacking there, Benjamin. We don't know what's been cursed and what's touched by a spirit. Well, uh, you can spend your time worrying about those kind of things if you'd like, but this is a scientific pursuit. I don't like it, but I think I will. So another thing that kind of strikes you about this room, the more your eyes adjust and the more you can kind of see around it, uh, there are a couple, like, stalactite pillars in the middle of the room that kind of block view. They're pretty small, though. But growing out of them, you know, they're covered in roots as well, but growing out of them is more crystals. And you notice there's actually quite a few crystal clusters just growing straight from the rock down here. It looks like where maybe, like, water has dripped off the roots in the same place for a long time. Like, almost like a mineral deposit. Some of them are pretty big, like, waist-high you know, giant clusters of blue crystal. By the way, uh, thing you usually do in these old school D&D games is assign someone to be the mapper to map for you so you do not get lost in a dungeon. if anyone wants to do that is it a role play job or a real job both it's a real job 
So you gotta say, like, I go back this way, and... Yeah, and, I mean, generally one person actually draws what I describe uh, to try and keep where you are. I'm illiterate. I've... Hmm, I don't trust myself, honestly. I could try, but I don't trust myself. You don't have to do an amazing map. You can just kind of use squares and lines. That's what a lot of people do. Yeah. All right. On yeah. the roll 20? You can do it in roll 20 or you can do it in real life. It's nicer if you did it in roll 20 so everyone can see it, but you don't have to. But there is a, like a square shape drawing tool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Fuck it. Nice. Um, real quick, there's other positions in the party people can do if they would like. Let's hear him. Let's see. One moment. The adventuring section. I can find it. You don't have to do all of these. It suggests, well, a, like a scribe or like a treasure, a quartermaster type person who keeps track of the treasure. We already, Scott's kind of been doing that for us. Um, it does suggest a mapper. It says, if you wish to, you can nominate a caller, a spokesperson for the group, who informs the referee about the actions and movements of the party as a whole. But you don't have to do that, because sometimes you want to take individual actions as well. And then the only other thing it says is usually you want to specify a marching order. So when you say, like, oh, we advance through the next hallway, we kind of have a basic idea of what order you're walking in. And the marching order doesn't have to be a straight line. It can be a formation. Anybody's played like the Baldur's Gate games or anything like that. It could be that. The way you kind of organize yourselves when you move ahead. I was definitely thinking about that when we were walking in. I think Saja would be somewhere up front, uh, maybe kind of flanking out on either the left or the right side uh, to kind of keep an eye on what's ahead, but also on, you know, the sides to try to protect. Which, who she perceives as the weaker members. So one thing we can do then is everyone can pull their token out to the, the blank area here. I'll go ahead and start by drawing the staircase you came down. I forgot how to get my token. So you go to your character sheet in the like the tab on the right. Mm-hmm. And you drag your name out to the map. Not your like not the little image, but actually the text if you click the text of your name and drag it out to the map. I don't think I ever said, by the way, Saja um is like um five eleven and is like muscular she has like you know some scarring on her like upper arms and biceps and she stands formidable formidably even when she's not trying to and she has like kind of wild curly hair that's like black and uh, a bit of it it's not um well kempt but it's not like just frizz you know like it's defined curls but there's they're wild um, and she has like storm gray eyes and just kind of uh, like hardened features, but um, she's pretty and she wears a like maroon and tan clothing. Just never described her. And she has a headband as well. I have problems. Okay, Did you, would you like a house call? Yeah.
All right. What's the front? I don't know. Well, no one's put themselves in any order yet. Um, okay. I can be in front. And I will just draw the very basics of the first room for you, but you guys are going to have to take the map. Yeah, for that. So it's roughly, I'm going to say 10 feet per square. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Roughly 50 feet across and roughly 100 feet wide. Something about like that. There's a 20 foot wide passage leaving across from you, going this way off into the darkness. The color changed to blue. There's a door like up in kind of a crevice to your left, on the right side of the room. The door in the middle of the cave wall, your right. And there was like a couple like pillars of stalactites. Very roughly. Yeah, so as far as your order, who's out in front? Are you going in a like a two two lines? Like I was thinking like a backwards V. Like a or roof, you know, the opposite of the flying V. Anyone have ideas? mind being in front just because i'm bulky yeah same for sure i think that i she definitely sees herself as someone who could you know take a hit where's alex um i'll put a token out for alex make it a real and this one. i feel like luann would be like kind of right behind them but she's tall so she's like you know i feel like i would be like kind of in the middle like Safe. Like a baby. <laughs> I only have one hit point. Like everybody needs to gather the strategy should be gather around me. <laughs> there we go. I'll use this guy for Alex. He's probably also hanging at the back. I think his only weapon is like a little dagger. He's not wearing any kind of armor or anything. Cool. So so when you say reverse V, you mean like kind of what I have going over here, something like this, like wider and like maybe you and know you're going this way. Like the point would be at the stairs. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not. It's whatever. I just don't think Saja would be unless someone was like, let's have some strength in the rear as well. I, you know, that's fine too. So, Alvaro, you're out front. Right? And didn't you say that? Yes. Yes, sir. Alright, so we got, let's just say, Alvaro out front. Tihar, are you out front or no? Saja, you said you're out front, right? Yes. So, you two in the front. Andy, you said in the very back or sandwiched in the middle? I don't want to be in the very back, but kind of sandwiched in the middle. Okay. So then we'll have Alex and Becky. You said you're by Alex, right, Becky? Um, I just said I was behind the rest of the group. I feel like Alex would probably be near me back there, but okay. he's just scared. So, Tiha, do you want to be kind of in the middle as well, similar to where you are now? We could do kind of this formation. And also just like, I think that Saji would say to Alvaro, like, you know, if there's ever a time you want me to drop back, like if we're worried about our six, I think is what they say. Like that would just be an understanding, but I will say that out loud or we will have that conversation in game. All right, we good with this marching order, like moving this way? Yeah. Yeah. It might in thinner places have to be more like... Kind of like this. Or Alex and... Some places. 
Okay. It's good to know. But for now, you're not just like, you're not always standing in that formation. That's just like when you're moving through a long hallway or, a, you know what I mean, through a long room as a group. Kind of thing. So what do you guys want to do? Uh, we have Benjamin hacking off a root. Anyone else want to do anything else? Luann would check for traps. All right, is there a specific area you're looking in? Are you just kind of generally searching the whole room? Maybe like, um, I mean, I guess probably in general when she came in, she would be looking around for that. I think Chaja wants to check out that statue. Okay. The statues are flanking the stairs, like here and here. The, are they are they both women, hands outstretched? Mm -hmm, and they're like facing each other, so you walk between them, come down. Yeah, I'll kind of like stop and take a look at the one on the side I'm on there. I didn't realize I was muted the entire time. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I was wondering why you weren't answering about the. <laughs> I was saying stuff the entire time. <laughs> yeah, <it's fine. laughs> so this is how searching works. You search a specific item, like, let's say, like what Julie's doing. Like she tells me specifically the statue. That takes a turn. So kind of in this old school D&D, the dungeon exploration is broken down into turns. Um, Black Hack works this way too. We didn't do it a ton in our last campaign, but the one like um, Andiel played it and we did it quite a bit. There's what you call a dungeon turn, right? And it's different than like a turn in combat, which is called a round in this system. So you have turns, that's your dungeon turn, and then you have rounds, that's your combat rounds. A round takes six to ten seconds, right? It's like time slows down and we decide exactly what you're doing from each ten second interval. Whereas dungeon turns are ten minutes of your time in the game world. So basically, you can do one thing every ten minutes or so. Or you do one thing, it takes you about ten minutes. Including searching. So searching a specific object takes about ten minutes to really thoroughly search it. Or, like, looking for traps, the book says you can search a 10-foot by 10-foot area for room traps. Otherwise, if you want to search a whole room, it's going to be that room divided by 10 feet in time or in turns, right? So you got about a 100-foot wide room here. It's going to take you... 10 turns or 100 minutes over an hour to search the entire room thoroughly for traps. But searching, okay. like, searching like a specific so maybe place. Maybe like in front of one of the doorways or something. Yeah, right. So like searching a door or yeah, like the opening into this next uh, path. Like there's no door into the passage in front of you, but you could search the mouth of the passage. Mm -hmm. Search one of the doors. You could search one of the statues. And actually the one thing I didn't describe in the room, now that you're looking more thoroughly, there is like an old stone altar uh, in the upper right-hand corner that is overgrown with vines and stuff like that. And again, this is a cavern, so it's not actually square-shaped like what I drew. It's, you know, roughly oval. It's got some crags and fingers that disappear out of sight and stuff like that. I'm just drawing you a very rough representation of it. So, it's kind of tucked back in like a little alcove. Well. Okay. So I guess Luann will go um, check for traps in front of that passageway. Okay. Sounds good. Anybody else? Do I just 
do I hit the find room trap button or do you? So just... usually when you're searching for secret things, the dungeon master rolls okay. for you. That's a very old school thing as well. So you don't know if I'm lying or if you actually succeeded or not. You just, <laughs> you always assume you succeed essentially. Find or remove treasure trap. A roll is required to find a treasure trap and then another to remove it. This may be attempted only once per trap. Okay. I just wanted to see what your chance was out of 100. It's only like 10%, I think, right? Yeah, 11 right now, it looks like. Yeah. Well, it's less than 11. So 10. Oh, I see, yeah. Copy that. Um. Okay, yeah, you search thoroughly for a good 10 minutes, Luann. You are certain there's no traps here. You feel, <laughs> you feel confident that it's nice and clear. It's safe to continue forward. I mean, the prince didn't mention any traps either, which probably is bolstering your your thoughts on that. Uh, Julie, you search the statue, and you don't find anything out of the ordinary, other than you know you just get more detail of the statue. It looks like they're both identical. Um, it looks vaguely like the prince in the face, but you know, stone, so. Not a ton of detail. And there is an inscription um, at the bottom that just says something like... Oh, I can't read it. Oh, that's it says right. something down here. Uh, I'm sorry to be a bother, but I never realized how much... Never being able to read has never affected me as much as it has in the last eight hours. Um, if someone could please come tell me what it says. They're both the same. I think it's the prince's mother or something. Um, is it just, I guess Luann will go over there and look and see if it's, is it just something she could read? Yeah, it's just written in common and it says something like, um, you know, uh, rest in peace, my, my royal monarch, you know, some kind of tomb inscription like that. So Luann starts like sounding it out. For Saja. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've almost got it. I swear. I'm just a little while longer. I'll be able to do more. I'm I read the sure whole thing. Will. I read the whole thing really quickly. Like, look at Luann. Like, she can't read either. I'm like, it's <laughs> not that hard. Benjamin, dear, we have to help teach her. Remember. Oh, right, right. To read, yeah. Your illiteracy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's never looked ashamed about it until now. <laughs> Don't be too sad. I mean, there are lots of languages I can't read, so really, there's just one more that you can't. Her grip tightens on her uh, Warhammer. <laughs> I guess these are just uh, welcome statues or... or Mother keepers, uh, they don't seem like they're doing anything, so. Would I know anything historically about these statues in terms of what the arch architecture style or what this means when they've got these statues set up like this? Uh, you can roll an intelligence check if you want to double check on that. Dang. And they're night lantern worshippers, right? I mean, with the new gods, you don't ever worship just a single god. Really. You worship oh, right. the, the god that is convenient for what you're praying for. So, for the dead, there's a god called the Dead Keeper. It's really nat 20 on an int check. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, never seen a sculpture in your life. 
I think it's more that just they're eroded to the point where no apparent style or like artistry is really there. They're just they're very old. That's what, all you can tell. Oh, uh, before I forget, uh, I was going to just keep this, but given that we're in a potentially dangerous situation, does anybody want to use this to actually do something? If I'm stabbing anyone, then we're in trouble as it is, and he kind of holds the dagger and turns it on. What's the dagger do again? Uh, it does this, and he turns it on. It just bursts, <laughs> it, it bursts into flame. <laughs> Oh, it's a flaming dagger. Um, I'm okay right now. Alvaro, you're one of the ones with the torch, right? Yeah, I've got a torch and I've got a sword. All right. What's the uh, what's the light the torches give off? It's 30, I think. I think it's like 30. Or it's like 15 bright, 15, a further 15 dim. Yeah. You just do 30. Luann appears over Benjamin's shoulder. Oh my goodness. Well, look at that. Do you have to, I'm sorry, this may be a silly question. Do you have to be able, is it a magical item or do you have to be able to like, because obviously Saja doesn't want a magical item anyway, but is that, do you have to have special ability to be able to use something like that? No, for like a scroll you do, you have to have read magic. But for just using a magic item, if you know the trigger word, um, or whatever, you know, if you understand how it works or are explained to how it works, anyone can use something like. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Sajid is not big on magic anyway, so she doesn't want to use any magical items if she doesn't have to. But I was just curious if that's a thing. Like, you have to know magic to be able to use a magic sword or whatever. No, mainly just for reading spells. Spells are written in like secret magical codes that have to be deciphered. More reading. Well, uh, Luann, if you're interested. Show me how it works. Well, it's a relatively simple incantation. It's actually a standard magical format. So if you grip like so, and he kind of grips it, you can activate the light uh, at will, and then it should work in combat uh, basically automatically. Well, how delightful. Don't Alex, mind if I do. Alex rolls his eyes. He's like, combat, please, as if she'll be fighting in combat. There's nothing down here to have combat with. This is a crypt of dead things. So you're out for the dagger? Please. He rolls dressed his eyes. Like, dressed like <laughs> that? You better hope we don't run in any combat, sir. And she kind of laughs at his lack of any preparationness, And then she leans over to Luan and is like, Good on you taking that dagger. You'll need as much protection as you can get down here. No telling what we'll run into in these old crypts. He's like, she has plenty of protection. She has my familial weapon, which I cannot use. I'm stuck with this in the meantime. He holds up like a a very nice looking, like long dagger. Oh, please, Alex, you'd shoot yourself anyway. So I go to hand... Luann the dagger and then as she like reaches I like flip it back and it like do a little hand thing and it's gone like a little magician thing and I was like just one second uh, next time I get the uh, biggest room uh, since with this act of generosity of course uh, all things being fair well Benjamin I I'll certainly do whatever I can to make sure that happens and he just makes it kind of reappear and hands it to her uh, use it in good health <clears throat> she's and, grinning to herself looking at it as it sparkles I think Saja would be over this anytime Alex talks really um, and want to go over maybe to this door over to the west and just listen at the door and see if she can hear anything okay so you already did one thing this turn before you oh I'm sorry that's right All right, before you go on to your next thing I'll I just want to tell you guys what happens next My burger now. Hello, Luke. Um, where while this is going on, can uh, 
Tiha go to like one of those stalactites and like scrape off like a chunk of this crystal and put it in a satchel? Yeah, definitely. There's like a big kind of crystal, one of the larger crystal crystal clusters is like right by the sculpture. Kind of where everyone else is. So you walk over and pretty easily break a chunk off. Nazarite is uh, fairly crumbly, you know. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to get a, a decent sized chunk and just going to hold on to that. All right, cool. For safe defense. So, Alvaro, at this point, you're kind of the last one standing out in the middle of the room. They're all kind of gathered by the stairs and the sculpture there. And uh, while they're all talking amongst themselves, I think you hear, like, a scraping noise coming from the large cavern passage ahead of you. You kind of, like, peer into the darkness with your torch, but you can't see anything. Like, your torchlight falls off very quickly down this slightly downhill passageway and it's also covered pretty thickly in roots but you hear like multiple roots off in the darkness being broken like sticks breaking as if something were walking across them and just like the constant kind of scraping dragging across stone That Alvaro is the one that hears this, correct? Yeah. Oh. Because Alvaro, as I understand it, they're all doing stuff. You're just kind of standing watch with your torch in the middle of the room still. Yeah. And that came from uh, the south? Yeah, from that passageway, like deeper into the darkness of the passageway. It's out of your torch light, but you hear it coming closer and closer. Okay, yeah. I, I alert everyone else. Tell them where it's coming from. Um, can I kind of get up against the wall. Yeah, definitely. And like hold the torch, you know, away from the passage. Kind of like right. Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. Whoops. Like move right here. Let me get rid of these. And peek my head around the corner. Yeah. Um, now, I think the way the cavern's shaped, there's not, like, a real obvious corner, but there's, like, a big piece of natural stone jutting out because the wall's very jagged. You kind of tuck yourself in behind it. It's okay, kind of, I'm just going to wait and try to see, get a better, you know, either if I can get a look at it, try to get a look at it, or just listen a little closer. Yeah, you, uh, do you, like, shush everybody? Yeah, like I, I, I tell everyone, you know, be quiet and to, you know, something's coming our way. All right, yeah. Try to get everyone in position. While the rest of you kind of scramble and quiet down, you keep listening, Alvaro, and you also hear a soft, just like groaning of a human voice, like someone in pain. Like, uh... Oh, is it? Would I have any experience with the undead? Would I know? Like, would I be able to tell if it's maybe undead? Um, I mean, like you are aware of how of the relationship of ghouls to ghoul flowers and black oleander trees. I think that's pretty common knowledge. If you want to see if you've had a specific run-in with the undead in the past, you can roll for wisdom. Okay, yeah. I like like zombies or skeletons, mostly. Mm -hmm. uh, let me roll wisdom. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, if you fail, I'm going to say probably not. Yeah, I think Alvaro probably assumes that there's someone else down here. Like, maybe the prince sent someone else down here. He asks, he tells everyone else, like, maybe I think someone else is down here. Uh, Tia's going to look down. I have uh, Infravision uh, 60 feet to see if I can see uh, <laughs> any warm bodies. <laughs> nope. It just all turns into blackness down the tunnel for you as well, Tiha. Okay. Maybe we should send Count de la Seps. Like he said, it's nothing to worry about. Count? <laughs> He's like hiding behind the statue, quivering. He's like, I feel sicker than a dog. And whatever that poisoned drink your lizard friend gave me, I'm not going up there. 
You you go, Luan. You have the pistol. He kind of like gives your shoulder a little nudge towards the tunnel. Luan's like typical, and she pushes pushes on in front of him to check it out. All right. Could I maybe see if I could how how far down this corridor can I see? Only about, you know, 30 feet because of your torch. Could I thread, try to just like underhand toss the torch further down? Yeah, absolutely. So I've, got, I've, got, I've got like seven left, so it's not going to, it's not precious. Plus also someone else was burning a torch. Was it Tiha? Yeah, I have my uh, torch and boomerang out. <laughs> yeah, so you can just chuck it down the tunnel if you want, no problem. And, uh, hold on, let me just do something here. Yeah, you're able to toss your torch easily, you know, a good 30 more feet down the tunnel, no problem. With just a soft lob. It kind of gets caught up in a bunch of, uh, a bunch of roots and stuff hanging from the ceiling. It looks like the further down the tunnel you go, the more just tree roots dangle from the ceiling. Like, a lot of them, it's pretty thick. And uh, it immediately illuminates kind of, you know, these four, like, human figures kind of pushing through the roots. And, uh, you know, your torch starts to sputter as it hits the floor. It's not doing well staying lit now that it's not upright. And um, as it's sputtering, you get, like, the glimpse of one of their dead-looking faces. These are definitely four... Zombies wrapped in like funerary, royal funerary garb. They're wearing like beautiful royal blue and gold embroidered sashes and, and like linens and stuff. And um, the scraping you hear, the front one is like dragging some sort of royal looking sword in its hand, just like dragging the tip along the stone floor behind it. Mm. They're very quiet. Other than the kind of soft moan and the scraping coming from the front one. More roots kind of break and give way as one of them like kind of stumbles into view in front of you. Who all can see this? Everyone can see it at this point now that he's thrown his torch. Okay. Yeah, I think we got a fight on our hands. Because they know we're here. They're coming towards us, right? They're not just shambling aimlessly. Oh, they're definitely coming towards you down the hallway. Now, they're coming very slowly. You could probably just turn around and go up the stairs if you want. Or try and du like dip, dip into one of the doors in the room. Still. But they see you. Mm -hmm. There's not. You're not going to like be able to just hide from them behind something kind of deal. And There's it's four. how many? Four, four of, of them. them. Yep. Four of them. Um... Who's our shot caller? You guys didn't elect one, but it's fine. You can discuss amongst yourselves. All right. Who wants who who wants to fight and who wants to flee? I vote on probably fighting right now because this is probably a manageable number, and who knows what's in the other doors. And if we run into something else, we have to fight that, and then they come from behind, you know, while we're fighting them. That would be bad. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we're I in the first room. <laughs> they, yeah, we expected we were going to face something, so I think we would fight at this point. I'll do my best. <laughs> and I swap to my uh, my bola and throw it at one of these things. <laughs> sure. Let's roll initiative. One second here. I'm just kind of placing them. <laughs> All right, I'm going to place you guys on a different map real quick. <clears throat> a little more detailed map this time the battle 
you don't think your token's in the right spot, you can change where you think you are. I think that's fine for me. I was by the, the crystals. Crystals. Oh, I'm muted. Uh, I feel like my initiative thing is wrong. What do you mean your initiative thing? Because it says selected player and Alvaro and Luanne's both says player's initiative. Uh, I think there's an initiative in the top left when you select your token. I don't know if that's a different one, though. Your token, first of all, let's stop drawing. I just played it from my sheet. <laughs> I need the button. Oh, that's right. We're supposed to. Oh, I I messed up. Yeah, I selected from my sheet too. We're supposed to click the on our token and then in the top left. Oh, okay, hold on. Nobody roll. No one roll anything yet. <laughs> if you don't see the initiative tracker, nothing's gonna happen. I haven't even opened the initiative tracker for anyone. Also, in this game, only one person rolls initiative for your whole party. You take you take team initiative. So one side goes, then the other. I can't select my token, the one that's on there. Uh, I can move everybody else's, but I can't move little Benny. Now I can. Yep. Uh. <laughs> set your token up for your sheet. I thought I'd set everyone's token up on their sheet, but apparently not. Now, when you draw your token out, it should always be. One second, let me fix everybody's token so it shows, like, names and fees. I did mine. One. <laughs> one of one is even sadder. It's not even like I... <laughs> okay, I was cackling so hard at you dying in the water, like last time. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool RP. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> and you need an Alex token again. You can just grab his token. Got some real ghouly music going on on my desert music playlist, YouTube. Nice. Love that. I love when the music lines up with the game. All right. Oh my God. Okay, thank God it didn't work. I hate when I double click the, the dice thing and roll 20 and it pops the dice thing out. You have to reload real 20 to get it back in the window. It's super annoying. My roll 20 is being very slow. Frustratingly slow. Oh, come on, roll 20. Here we do you want to like take five or is it good? No, it's good. All right, so to do initiative, this is our first battle, so it's going to go kind of slow because we have never really done battle in this system. Hopefully it won't be too slow because it's really not that much different than any other D&D we've ever played. But it's still a little, a wee bit different. Combat. Alright. Roll 1d6 for each side and start uh, at the start of each round. So usually whoever your caller is, if you have one, will roll it. Or you can just designate someone to roll. Whoever is feeling lucky. I think uh, Alvaro is leading this one. Yeah. Okay, we can just use the initiative you already rolled. You rolled four. Oh, they rolled a five. 
So they get to go first. Well, and actually, I think zombies always lose initiative. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's Their one special ability is always lose initiative. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so you guys get to go first. Uh, and you get to go first as a team. And this is how combat works. It's kind of an, it has a more interesting order than your classic D&D. Things are a little different. First, you declare spells... And you also declare movement if you're already in combat. Now, what declare move declare movement means? You only do that if you are in melee, and you want to withdraw or retreat. Each one works slightly differently. But since no one's in melee range, no one can declare, withdraw, or retreat. So right now we just declare spells. So like, if anyone wanted to cast a spell this round, you declare it first. Now you don't cast it. Now you just choose what you're doing. Any spells? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Next, technically you do that before you roll initiative because you're not supposed not supposed to know if you win or not. Now with zombies, you always win, so it doesn't matter. Um, you guys win initiative. Then the winning side acts. You all get to move. We'll go one by one. Like You can decide who goes first. For tactical. It doesn't have to be the same order every time. You decide amongst yourself who goes first. On your... You move. Everyone, mo everyone moves. Then everyone who's doing a missile attack, missile attacks. And everyone who declared a spell, cast their spell. Then melee attacks happen. I know it sounds kind of weird, but once you get used to it, I actually like this order of events better. And it gets very interesting and tactical when the other team is making decisions, too. Does ranged happen with missile? Or did I miss Th that's that? what missile means. It just means... Okay, okay. Anyway, yeah. back. Um, okay, so movement. Let's just go kind of in alphabetical or all from bottom to top here. So, Alvaro, I'll let you go first. Are you going to move in? Now is the time. Oh. <sighs> oh. No, I think it's probably better to let them come to us and have... You know, kind of the stronger people, let them take care of them in the mall. Okay. I think someone has a gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like pepper them from the back line. I think that's probably the move. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay right here. I'm just going to try to catch one as it comes past me, if that's possible. Okay, sweet. So you're going to stay put. Luann, uh, are you going to move at all? I was going to attack and then move. Is that an option? Nope. Move, okay. Movement, then shoot. Um. Then she will go ahead and move to here. Okay. I can still see at least that first, the two guys. I would think I could at least still see some of them. Yeah, I think you could probably see pretty much all of them. Like This far leftmost one might have a little cover, but the rest I feel like are pretty plain sight okay. for you. Cool. See how are you moving? Yeah, I was trying to figure out how actually because I, I misread the distance I could throw a bola, <laughs> which is not very far. Yeah. Um. So, uh, with a boomerang, it says that it like if I'm a skilled user, it will return. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but completing a circuit requires lateral movement of one to eight feet uh so from what i can tell i should be able to the hall is wide enough right yeah the hall is like 20 feet wide okay and this dude's standing right in the middle so you should have a, a good enough berth the only thing is i would say if you throw your boomerang in the hall it's not going to return because the amount of roots that they are pushing through that are hanging down the hall it's going to get tangled in the roots Okay. Well, I'll just wait then until they get past those roots and make it up into the room to cool. do my attack. Or, or there's an order to it, or however it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're going to stay tight for now? Yeah, I'll stay where I'm at. Actually, maybe I'll step out just a little bit. Okay. I'll step out here. Because yeah, you're kind of behind that. Uh, that's kind of a, yeah, like a stalactite pillar there, you see. Yeah. Bundle of rocks. There's another one here. 
Okay, cool. Saja, are you going to move? Yeah, I'm going to step up on just on the other side of these rocks where Tiha was just like here. Is that cool? Tiha, am I in your way? If I go there, I can move over one. No, you should be fine. Okay, and then, I'm um, so sorry, but I lost my character sheet. Like, when I click my name, it doesn't have that option for the tab now that I have my four by four. Uh, are you shift-clicking your sheet? I just clicked her sheet and her character's gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm dead, I guess. Roll20 is just having a hard time loading the sheets. For... Oh, mine is too. <laughs> okay. Maybe just a reload thing. Yeah, I just, I, with Alex's sheet, it was doing that too. I had to close it and then reopen it, and then wait. It looks like none of them are fucking... Oh, I think roll 20 is just... I'm glad it's not just me, but I'm sorry. It's all of you. I was already in mine. It seems fine. Mine is... I minimized mine. I used to keep the tab open, but... Oh, I shit. And it's, and it's white, too. Roll 20, it won't reload for me, either. Server error. Yeah, I just tried it, open it in a new tab, and I'm getting that thing. Oh. This roll 20. It's the ghouls. <laughs> uh, the main site is down and the marketplace is down. Oh my god. Great. Two minute downtime. So it just went down. Hashtag roll 20 down. Everyone Twitter. on Twitter. Rough. Right, we got into, right, we got into a battle, these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at the uh, down detector. There's already 111 reports. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Should I take five? Yeah, let's take a five and see if it works. Okay. Sounds good. I'll Everyone's be here right back. All right. <laughs> 